0: So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I had to fill you in on this because I think it might be exactly what you've been hoping for. So we just reopened the doors to our exclusive Maverick Mastermind because we've been getting requests for it for a while now, and we are accepting applications again. But here's the deal. This mastermind in particular, it is next level. We bring in industry leaders and experts, the ones that you admire from afar, so you can have direct access to them to help you scale your business. We have an entire curriculum we're walking you through that is going to help you change the game of how you grow your business. No more spinning your wheels, feeling like you're wasting time and money. We're gonna help you become known as the go-to expert in what you do, help you nail your clarity. You will know exactly what you're called to do and how to do it, increase your visibility, Help you build out your next irresistible offers because that's huge, it's gonna increase your cash flow, your income levels, your overall impact that you're making. Have access to the people that you want to connect with. In-person retreats with them too. And we're really into teaching you high level marketing strategy, stuff that's gonna stick list growth strategy. so you're talking to the right people, the ones that are primed to buy what you have to offer, and helping you get the right new connections, publicity, land interviews, speaking gigs, direct access to me and my team, my incredible operations director and amazing integrator. And our Mavericks have done more in six months' time in their business than most people do in years of navigating this on your own. It is fast tracking where you wanna go. And masterminds have been the single most powerful tool for growth in my business. It took me from five to six figures in the beginning years ago, and then from six to seven figures. And it is something that I love walking people through because it's so incredibly game-changing. We keep this community really tight so if you're serious about growing your business and doing it in a way that's in integrity with your values so you can make the impact you want to make but I believe that there's so much more to success and that's going to be making sure that you're also building in a way that gives you the time freedom so you can be with the people you love while you make the impact you want to make in your business. This is it. So don't wait because we cap this thing. We don't accept unlimited people. So you can apply at elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick or check in the show notes. And you need to apply so that we can schedule a call to see if this is the right fit. Ask whatever questions you want and see if this is the right thing both ways. I want to help you build a business that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your life. No more winging it. We've got the blueprint. Let's do this. We spend a lot of time in the marketing space, and the entrepreneurial space, niching down, right? But it, is it pigeonholing ourselves into only being able to talk about one thing? That's a, that's a good question to be asking. Like, we want to niche down. We want to speak to our people. But are we pigeonholing ourselves? What happens when all your content is focused around the topic that you niche down to? can you launch an offer that isn't about your typical focus? Would that distract from what you're actually trying to do? Would it confuse your audience? When is the right time to pivot, if at all? So if you're anything like me, you have an entire bank of ideas in your brain that you are just dying to turn into something, but you're not sure how or when or if, you know, is it the right thing? So today we're talking about how to pivot in a way that's in alignment with your brand and in a way that speaks to your audience and doesn't I mean, basically doesn't screw up the bottom line. Okay, so it's not a distraction. It's not a a lack of focus, but it's actually forward momentum. So for all of you wondering the answers to those questions, we're going to talk about it today. By nature, I am a creator. And when I'm not in a mode of creation, I feel myself starting to just squirm. My team knows this about me. They are my anchor in that they know how to temper all of my wild ideas. So I don't just live in this constant creation mode and never in strategy, launch, you know, innovation mode. And they know my vision and they know my goals, right? Because they're my team, they're my people. So they're really great at helping to make sure that what I'm creating supports that vision. Because the reality is, is that you guys are so smart and you have so many incredible ideas. It doesn't mean that every idea is the idea. So how do you know if it's time to pivot? Is it not the right time to pivot? Because left to my own devices, I would likely have 25 different courses, uh, 14 different podcasts and coach people in everything from business to how to master your jump shot. And it just really would be a cluster. So I want to help those of you who are like me. Feeling called to create something new, but not wanting to shoot yourself in the foot in the process, okay? So the first thing that you need to ask yourself is, why are you making this pivot, right? Is it something that is for the growth of the business? Is it because you're antsy and you're bored? Is it a pivot at all or growth? You know, like maybe it's not a pivot. Maybe this is the logical next step of growth and building out your ascension model for your business and your clients. Maybe this is a very smart strategic business move. Are you just distracted? This is a common one. Are you distracted because you didn't get quick results or the results that you wanted on your current focus, and you're frustrated and you're impatient and you're blaming the focus, the thing you were focusing on itself, saying, "Oh, it must that that must be broken. Let me go create this." You know, are you like me, like an idea engine, like a squirrel, like? got another idea. I got to go create it. Or is this part of a master plan, like a rollout that makes sense for the longevity of your brand and your vision? Because that is the ultimate goal. So you have to be real with yourself. You have to know why this pivot is coming to life. Okay, so that's the first thing. Break that down. Ask yourself those questions and be brutally honest with you, with yourself. And my recommendation is have people to hold you accountable, whether you have a team that you can turn to and say, hey, We've talked about the vision for the business. These are our financial goals. These are our business goals. These are our personal goals. Would creating this thing ultimately lend to the progress towards that vision or would it pivot us away from it? And if it would pivot us away from it, is that the right vision or is it just the wrong pivot? So getting crystal clear, that's why I do the future forecast formula with my clients and a lot of you listeners have done it and written in about it is because it's so important to first identify what it is you want in your life and ensure that you're building what facilitates that happening. Okay, so that's the first piece. The next piece of the puzzle is really making sure that first, you've become known for what you do, right? And if you don't like what you're becoming known for, then maybe it's appropriate that you're shifting gears. But are you just being impatient? I was on a call with one of my clients the other day. And she said, I could be doing five times the amount that I'm doing right now if I just launched and she rattled off like three things. And I said, well, those aren't all in alignment with the brand, though. She's like, yeah, but Tony Robbins did it. Okay, Yep. True. But then we had a long discussion about all the decades Tony Robbins had to put in to make sure that that he was first known for one thing and that allowed him the luxury of expanding beyond that one thing. The same way like Rachel Hollis could sell toilet paper at this point, and a bunch of people would be lining up because they they have that trust in that one thing she came on the scene for. Like she came on the scene as a blogger, and she focused. She stayed in her lane with blogging until that became the thing she was known for, and then she could expand a little bit beyond that into like personal growth, and then it was business growth. So don't come on the scene trying to expand right from the early stages before you are known and respected for what you do. So that's my my second piece of advice: is make sure you're becoming known for something first. Before you're pivoting completely. Now, keep in mind when I say pivot, what I mean is this next topic, kind of this next thing I want to break down is does it fall under the brand's umbrella? Like, is it going to make sense? So, if it makes sense and it's in alignment with what you're already doing and it's not too much of a leap, it's not really a pivot. Okay. So, if you are a Pinterest expert and you help, uh, wedding photographers nail their Pinterest strategies, and then you are want to create a course on how to they can monetize their blog. I don't call that a pivot. I call that creating an additional offer that's in alignment with what you already have. Okay, just because it's not on the topic of Pinterest and that's what you're kind of becoming known for doesn't mean that it's totally offline to Then start talking about monetizing their blog because it's for the same audience. It would be appropriate. It would, they, they're in alignment. But are you trying to go from, you know, being an expert on Pinterest for wedding photographers to talking about how to homeschool your kids? Okay, that's a pivot. And it's okay if you're feeling called into a new season. So there are a couple ways you can do this. You can pivot completely and abandon what you were originally doing because it's okay. to abandon something if it's not the right thing. There's a lot that comes with that. You have to rebuild a new audience because you can't expect your current audience to just naturally come with you to this totally new thing. You're likely going to have to rebuild and build a new list and um, expand your audience, maybe start new on social, maybe not new site, maybe not. It depends on the situation. Or um, you can gradually start to kind of cr- create content for that new thing and test it out, which I'll walk you through a process of testing out the pivot. But is this going to become your new focus or are you just expanding on what you already have and taking it beyond where you already are? Hopefully that's making sense. So know the difference between a pivot and expanding. Know the difference between um, a slight pivot in your business and a total 180 into something new. That's different. I'm not talking about starting a brand new business. I'm talking about, man, I'm the Pinterest expert, but I really want to get into blogging um, and I want to do it for a whole new group of people. Like that's a little bit of a pivot. Okay. so how to start the pivot. Okay. this is the process and I'm going to rattle it off and then I'll break them down. Market research, creating content and weaving that content in to what you already have, weaving it into your messaging, creating a new lead capture system, a nurture sequence, a tripwire to test selling to this audience, expert positioning, advertising offer. Okay, so I'll walk you through each of these things as you pivot. So here's an example of a pivot. Okay, I went through this years ago. I initially came on the scene serving people who wanted to start a business, wanted to start a business, not already had a business and wanted to grow a business, wanted to start a business. The dreamers may be stuck in corporate or a career path they didn't like, and they really wanted to get into entrepreneurship. That's where I started. So my audience was made up of people who didn't yet have businesses, but wanted to learn how to start a business. But then I made the pivot. And my pivot, although it was still under the category of business and entrepreneurship, my pivot went from Serving people and creating offers that served people who wanted to start a business to serving people who were already in business, entrepreneurs and small business owners and influencers who are already in motion and wanting to scale and grow. That is a pivot because I had to tap into a whole new audience and I didn't do this process that I'm about to walk you through and it made it a heck of a lot more painful because... Because I didn't walk through this sequence, I just tried to launch something for this new audience, but I was still speaking to my old audience who was not there. They were not prepared for that offer. They were not interested in that offer because it wasn't for them. So this is the process. So the first thing, market research, take a pulse on the market. Will you need a new audience or is this something your current audience or your current clients could also want? Find out if this is something that the market's even asking for. Pay attention in different groups that serve people who would need something like this or want something like this. And are they asking for this type of offer, this type of thing that you are looking to create, whether it's launching a podcast on something specific or a masterclass or a course or, you know, a whole new brand, okay? So take the time to do the market research. People who don't do market research and create in a vacuum, pay for it dearly. I've been one of them. Okay, the second piece is your content. Now, you don't have to go doing, like I said, a 180. If you're currently talking about, for example, we'll just stick with the example of my pivot, okay? If I were talking to and talking about starting a business to people who hadn't yet done it and now all of a sudden I want to start to serve this new audience and make a pivot and I've done the market research and it exists and people want it but I need a new audience there's this awkward stage of getting your sea legs if your pivot involves needing a new audience now it doesn't necessarily have to to be a pivot but it could like mine Where I was starting to weave in this new content, talking about things that are specific to a different audience, similar topic, but more advanced because I was going from people who wanted to start a business to people who already had one, where it felt like there was some confusion. But this is kind of how it works. I started hashtagging new things to bring in this other audience versus hashtagging the things that were bringing in my old audience. So there was this this point where like my content started to shift more to this new audience. So it started to weed out my old audience a little bit and it started to bring in a new audience. But it was there was this period of time that comes with it where you get a little less traction right if you i'm speaking specifically to social media on a blog you know if you start a brand new blog fine but if you're doing it from your current blog or your current podcast and you're shifting that expect you know readership to go down and then maybe have it come back up that's just kind of the nature of the beast but start creating content around this new topic or this new offer then the third thing is if you start to get a positive reaction weave it into your messaging Let your website shift from saying, I help people start a business to I help people, I help entrepreneurs who are in business grow their business. Okay, so start having it on your site or maybe you change your Instagram bio. You start to talk about it more. You change the intro to your podcast, the descriptions on things that you have so that it becomes a part of your natural messaging. And you just it's an evolution. This is a growth evolution in this pivot. Okay, then the next piece is lead captures. Now there's a lot of testing that goes invo- in is involved with this, okay? So this is where you're getting to know this audience, you're finding out what their struggles are, what their desires are and you're creating a lead capture or likely several lead captures around this topic or new focus so that you can start to segment some new lists that you can market this new offer, this new podcast, this new brand, new thing too. So lead captures are super important because your list right now is possibly, depending on the nature of your pivot, filled with people who are there for your old stuff. But if you're trying to step into some new stuff, then great. If, like I said, there's the opportunity too, that maybe it's not a full pivot, maybe it's an expansion. So When someone is that Pinterest expert and now they're getting into some blogging stuff, that could serve the same audience, but you still will want to create some lead captures to have some segmented lists specifically for people looking for blogging stuff versus Pinterest stuff. So it still might serve your whole audience, your current audience, but now you're kind of sub-segmenting with this lead capture process. Then it goes into nurture sequence. So you want to start to nurture this new list of people both on social and email, like literal nurture sequence and how you're nurturing your new followers and listeners or readers or whatever the nature is of where your people are coming in that's developing trust and positioning you as an expert which we're going to get into in a second more deeply around this topic because you might be known as the Pinterest girl but now you want to step into this new thing and they're like wait I thought you were Pinterest like now you're going to teach me about blogging so you have to start to nurture them and start to help them pivot and see that this is where you're walking them and why you should be the person they trust in this process and why they'd want to work with you. Once you've nurtured them enough, test out a tripwire, a very low ticket product, something in the range of five to maybe... 25 maybe $30 when you feel like you've built that trust and relationship over time that just tests out their, like if people are biting because you need evidence, you need data to show you, is this what they're asking for? Is this what they're willing to pay for? And am I talking to the right people about the right thing? So a tripwire is a great way to do that. It's also a great way to train your list to buy. If you only ever go into offers for your higher ticket products, people don't necessarily have that comfort to purchase with you. But sometimes when you're offering something for like seven bucks, like a template, they're like, no, it's seven bucks. That's not, I don't have too much to lose or an ebook. Now it's like, oh, okay, this is, I think this would help me. I think I need this. Let me test it out and see. And if it's a value, then you've kind of teed them up as people who would be likely to buy the offer. But before you get to an actual bigger offer, expert positioning. Okay, so I want you to start coming up with your expert topics around this new topic that you're pivoting to and pitch yourself to be on podcasts around this topic so you can start to become known for this thing. Um, Guest speak in groups, get on stages, um, just start to position yourself as the expert in this particular topic and category. And that will help Start bringing, obviously, anytime you're guesting on anything, have an opt-in ready for additional lead capture and bringing people from other people's audiences too. But this is where you want to start to tap into expert positioning. Then if it's well received, that's where you can start the advertising process if you're going to get into paid advertising. Do not have to, though. I'm all for organic growth. And then the final thing is the offer. So this is, and and with an offer, there's an entire launch strategy that goes into that. But I wanted you to have the full pivot process. So it goes market research, find out, make sure that this is viable, weaving it into your content, test it out, make sure, get them used to you talking about this and start to attract new people that want to hear about this. If it's well-received, then you start to weave it into your actual messaging, like on your website, the more permanent fixtures of your business. You test a lead capture to your new audience so or to your current audience where you are giving them a quick win through an opt-in around this new focus that would tee up an offer around this new pivot. Then you're going into nurture sequences and nurturing this new audience around this topic and building that trust testing out a low-ticket tripwire, tapping into expert positioning to continue to position yourself as the expert in this space that can also lead to both um, nurture sequences and I'm sorry, both lead to opt-ins and tripwires as well. And then if that's well-received, that's where you can tap into advertising that would ultimately funnel into a launch sequence. So that is the process of pivoting, but I think the most important process is to really identify A, is this a pivot or is this a growth strategy? You know, B, am I doing this just because I'm bored or distracted or failed on my last thing and I'm just getting antsy where I really should be looking at why I didn't do well in this initial thing, because likely you're going to carry that strategy with you to this pivot and you'll experience the same disappointment if you don't get to the root of why something didn't work. Um, Are you just easily distracted or is this a part of a master plan, a rollout for the longevity of your business and your brand? So that's the important thing to be asking yourself and really understand what this is and what it is not. Pivots are different than, you know, scratch it, start over. That's a whole different ballgame and test it out. Everything in business is trial and error. It helps to have a team, a coach, people holding you accountable. Um, we have our Maverick Mastermind, and and the girls in there are continually going through this process. Uh, so it's something that helps to have that community of people who are lifting you up and serving you and helping you identify is this the right move is this is a crazy move is this going to be the the golden ticket is this going to be the thing that sinks my ship like you need that accountability and support so find it where where you can and have the people that you can say hey I need you to, I need your honest feedback on this pivoting does not mean failure It could very well mean growth and evolution and expansion. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and in the right way. There is a process that works, so use it. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.